I'm Ryan Dombrowski. I'm the Ninja Fat Man from Doom Ninja Podcast. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and we have got a lot to talk about today. We are discussing the full spoiler of Commander 2017. Normally I don't discuss full spoiler of certain sets, but I am so excited about this new Commander set. It's just pretty much all I'm going to be talking about. And yes, it is raining in the background, so please forgive the noise. Um, really thought it'd be cool to, you know, hear the rain and... Oh man, it's just... Ooh, that lightning is getting close. Oh man, I don't know what's going on here. Zuby, you and I must have a little chat. Whoa, Nicobolus. It's an honor for you to be on the show. What can I do for you? I've heard you found my little conversation with the three gods of Amonkhet about how I was planning to take over the plane. I, uh, yeah? You must know that eavesdropping against me is an act of treason, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, c- calm down, Nickel. I-, I didn't mean any offense. I was just showing the audience how you're you're simply a mastermind. A calamity of wonders. Your praise does not work on me, but continue. Y- you're a magnificent wonder. A, a terrible... A- a- a terrible tremble to look upon. A-, a dagger thrusts in my heart each time I gaze upon you. Hmm. Interesting. Go on. You're you're one of the wonders of the world. One of the the fascinating planeswalkers ever to grace our multiverse. Continue. I, I like where this is going. Uh um. Uh, no one's slick as Bolus, or as quick as Bolus. No one's neck is incredibly thick as Bolus. Yes, that is true. For there's no dragon around in this multiverse that's half as manly. Well, you are perfect, a pure paragon. Yes, you can ask any Spike, Johnny, or Timmy, and they'll tell you that they want to be on my team. Now, this is why I keep you around, Zumi. You're a masterpiece. This expedition to you has been simply wonderful. Your invocation to me has simply inspired me. I will leave you now. Oh man. Okay, that that was definitely nerve-wracking. All right. Let's let's just get to the ads here. This is just a little bit too much for me. I just want to talk commander and Nicobolus is all up on my on my case here. All right. Let's let's roll that clip. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on magic singles and magic sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! So your father's a nerd. 
Unfortunately, there's no player's guide to raising a family, but this podcast is meant to be a family's guide to nerdism. Join us, Alec and Zuby, as we go in-depth as to what it's like to raising a family of nerdlings and the adventures and hardships of fatherhood. We dive deep into our favorite nerd topics and talk to you about how it's related to raising a family. You can find So Your Father's a Nerd on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt. Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! Alright everybody, let's just get right into it, and before we get into the main topic, which is Commander 2017, let's talk about a little bit of magic that I played. I just recently went to FNM again and decided to rock out that Grixis control, but this time I didn't do too great. I ended up going 2-2, two and two and just, yeah, I mean, didn't do that great. The changes I made to the deck... I felt were pretty good putting into the slaughter, taking down the fatal push. Supreme Will, still love that card. Um, find it much better than Sensor. And um, yeah, overall, I feel like the deck list is solid right now. I haven't really thought of any changes yet. Um, Torment of Hell- Hailfire, I'm probably going to take out. It was just a bit too cheeky, but it was really fun um, to play. I was able to, at one point, able to pay eight into the x cost so that was fun but um the two uh, matches i won against were against mono red and just like last week it's more just going one for one against mono red what i did lose against was in round two lost against mono white eldrazi and that deck was a beast there was matter reshaper thought not seer um was it the Eldrazi Displacer? Right? Yeah, the white that bounces creatures. And then, of course, to top it off, since it is white, of course it does have Thraven Inspector and Selfless Spirit. And why not throw in Avacyn, Archangel Avacyn, and Gideon? And, oh, Sky Sovereign as well. And it's just, yeah, I can't deal with that. <laughs> Um, you know, as much as I was, you know, trying to counter and just kill stuff, it just all turned out to be a little bit too much. And I did what I could, and I just couldn't find the right cards to be able to dig it out and get to where I needed to go. And you know, that happens in games. And then in round three, I played against Saltai Delirium and it's similar. It was just too many threats for me to assess and you know, deal with and, you know, since they were using graveyard matters and, you know, using Liliana to get stuff back from the graveyard, it like just 
once again, too much stuff for me to counter or kill, or I wasn't getting the counters or kills. So like I said, it went two and two, um, not the greatest, not the best, but I still had a hell of a time. I still had fun. And you know, that's the point of magic is having fun. All right. And I know a lot of people will, they play magic for their own reasons, whether to, you know, they're really interested and in getting competitive and, you know, they use FNM or just any game to, you know, I need to win. I need to be able to get better. And, you know, I was like that a lot last year where I was really starting to focus on the competitive scene and it really, I mean, it all came down to, I just don't have time for it, but it's really, you know, if that's your thing that you want to do good for you. Um, it's not where I'm at right now in terms of magic. It's I'm really just playing it for fun. And I've got to say, I am loving standard right now. Standard has not been this much fun in a while. And I mean, in a while here, um, the last time I was even having fun in standard was when I was playing Bant flash right before the first standard bannings. And that was during Kaladesh. And I loved that deck Bant flash. Um, yeah, that has been the only magic I've really played. It's, I'm still slowly working on the cube. It's, just more of a work of love right now more than anything it's i'm not rushing to get it done it's i really need to just sit down and go through some cards and look through what i have and and also look at potential magic cards and see what i want to add and yeah um that has been about it for the magic i played i'm gonna keep with grixis control for now, um, all the other kind of meta decks, they just don't really interest me that much. And I love that control is viable right now. And yeah, it's, that's about it. So how about you all? What kind of magic have you all been playing? Um, you know, I love hearing from you guys. Um, especially doing this whole Q and a, it's been a lot of fun and I love when you guys write to me and, you know, tell me about stuff you did and, oh, Hey, you know, I took this deck out and, you know, one FNM or whatever. I love hearing that, you know, you guys can tweet me at magicazubi or send me emails, mtgzubi at gmail.com. I love hearing from you or facebook.com slash magicazubi. Always forget about that one. So, you know, love to hear from you guys and let me know how your magic week went. All right. Let's go over the new cards that are getting, or you know, being printed here. Um, yeah, you're going to hear my, um, keyboard here. I got a new keyboard, finally got a mechanical keyboard. So one of the new cards, the first one we'll talk about is Nizan revered bladesmith, which is four colorless green and a white legendary creature cat artificer. When it enters battlefield, search your library for an equipment card and reveal it. If you reveal, if you reveal a card named Hammer of Nizan this way, put it on the battlefield. Otherwise, put that card into your hand and then shuffle your library. Whenever a equipped creature you control attacks, you may tap target creature defending player controls. That is really awesome. So that is not the main commander of the deck, but otherwise that is just super cool we've talked about the main commander of the deck before and that was the arabo roar the wild which is the cat avatar three colorless green and white and it has eminence at the beginning of combat on your turn if arabo is in the command zone or on the battlefield another target cat you control gets plus three plus three until end of turn 
And whenever another cat you control attacks, you may pay one, you know, one green and white. If you do it gains trample and gets plus X plus X and it'll end your turn where X is its power. Wow. That's crazy. So eminence is an effect that's going to work, whether it's in the command zone or the battlefield. That's, it's just going to be freaking broken because some of these are just broken cards. Um, all right, let's keep trudging along here. Next, we've got Miri. Where are you, Miri? We got Miri Weatherlight Duelist. Uh, it ha it's a legendary creature cat warrior, first strike. Whenever Miri Weatherlight Duelist attacks, each opponent can't block with more than one creature this combat. As long as Miri is tapped, no more than one creature can attack you each combat. Oh man, that is ridiculously good. That is just freaking amazing. Um, next we got Alms Collector. Three and a white has flash. If an opponent would draw two or more cards and said you and that player each draw a card, three, four. Ouch. That would suck if you're, you know, on the receiving end of that. Next we got Balan Wandering Knight has first strike. Balan Wandering Knight has double strike as long as two more equipment are attached to it. And attach, you can pay one and a white to attach all equipment you control to Balan. So that's pretty cool. Uh, next, we got Stalking Leonin, which is two and a white. When Stalking Leonin enters the battlefield, secretly choose an opponent. This is what I like here. Reveal the player you chose. Exile target creature that's attacking you if it's controlled by the chosen player. Activate this ability only once. So that's pretty cool i don't think i've seen a card where you choose an opponent but you can't say say who it is yet and when you do reveal it that is awesome reveal the player to exile if it's controlled by the chosen you can only activate this ability once ah so you can only do it one time and then you're done oh man next is i love the art on this card hungry links one in a green cats you control have protection from rats at the beginning of your end step, target opponent creates a 1-1 black rat creature token with death touch. Whenever a rat dies, put a 1-1 counter on each cat you control. So, that's cool. <laughs> you make your opponents, you give your opponent a rat creature. That's pretty freaking cool. And this, and your cats have protection from rats. That's just sweet. That's just, that's just awesome flavor-wise all around. All right, next we got Kindred Summons. Five colorless and two green instant. Choose a creature type. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal X creature cards of the chosen type, where X is the number of creatures you control of that type. Put those cards onto the battlefield, then shuffle the rest of the revealed cards into your library. Holy crap. N not just for cats, but any kind of tribal that includes green elves anyone that's going to be freaking amazing in elves and I mean, especially with how elves can ramp up fast and you know for seven mana that's not a lot that's just going to be awesome i can't wait for that card that that's just going to be too much fun here all right next we got quasali slingers here four colorless and a green cat creature with reach a three five whenever Quasali Slingers or another cat enters the battlefield under your control. You may destroy target artifact or enchantment. Did this just become slivers here? Where 
oh man, that's just going to be insane. You're going to want to protect this card at all costs when it comes out. Holy shit. Um, next, we got Traverse the Outlands. Traverse the Outlands, four colorless and a green sorcery. Search your library for up to X basic land cards where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Put those cards onto the battlefield tap and then shuffle your library. So not too bad. A pretty decent ramp card. Um, so you search your library for up to X basic land where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. So if you control a 15-15, oh, you're going to put 15 basic land cards. Oh, this is going to my Omnath deck. I, th I think so. That this could potentially go on Omnath. So, okay. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be tremendous, folks. going to be great. We're going to see some good stuff here. Um, yeah, tremendous. All right, next we got Blood Forged Battle Axe. Costs one colorless. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus oh. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage i'm i'm gonna get these words right to a player create a token that's a copy of blood forge battle axe equip two. Oh, that's awesome so you just keep creating copies of this that sounds pretty fun um next is hammer of nazan four colorless legendary artifact equipment Whenever this hammer or another equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach that equipment to target creature you control. Equipped creature gets plus two plus oh and has indestructible. Oh, that's just awesome. Oh man, that's freaking awesome. I'm just, I'm getting to be pretty surprised at the quality of cards here. Uh, I may seem like everything's exciting me and I just got to say I am genuinely genuinely excited about this set and I cannot wait to get my hands on it I'm that excited so um next is curse of vitality which is two and a white or a curse enchantment enchant player whenever enchanted player is attacked you gain two life each opponent attacking that player does the same hmm not bad if you feel like cursing the guy who is going to be the one screwing you the most, then this is the perfect, perfect card to do that with. So definitely, definitely not too bad. I mean, I don't think I'd play it in the cat deck because it seems to be a wasted slot. But, you know, if you're doing a control EDH ish deck, not too bad, not too bad. Um, the next is another curse, curse of bounty, which is one in a green. You enchant players and another aura curse. Whenever enchanted players attack, untap all non-land permanents you control. Each opponent attacking that player untaps all non-land permanents he or she controls. <laughs> That's so freaking awesome. Once again, if you want to screw that player, there you go. All right, next is Heirloom Blade, which is three colorless artifact equipment. It's an uncommon. Equipped creature gets plus three, plus one. And whenever equipped creature dies, you may reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card that shares a creature type with it. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Eh, not too bad. Not too bad if you're trying to go Voltron. I mean, I don't know if I'd exactly pick it. 
Uh, I completely, I don't know how to spell here, but you know, not too bad. Uh, next on the list is Harold's Horn, which is three colorless artifact. As Harold's Horn enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creature spells you cast of the chosen type cost one less to cast. Not bad at all. Definitely love that. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. If it's a creature card of the chosen type, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. So you're essentially drawing two cards if you get lucky enough. Um, love it. Love it, love it, love it. And then we've got a new land, Path of Ancestry. I actually like this land here. Um, Path of Ancestry enters the battlefield tap. Eh, okay, not that great. Add to your mana pool one mana of any color in your commander's color identity. When that mana is spent to cast a creature spell that shares a creature type with your commander, scry one. Love it. It's a common land, and yeah, it does come in tapped, which isn't that great, but what it can do after it untaps is just freaking amazing. Such a good card. And that or that is all the new cards for the cat deck. And let's move on to the Vampire deck. So moving on to the Vampire deck, let's start off with the marquee card of the Vampire deck, and that is Edgar Markov. I love that name, Edgar. It's um, one of my favorite characters from Final Fantasy VI, Edgar, the King of Figaro. But Edgar Markov is a three colorless red, white, and black Mardu creature, legendary creature, vampire knight, has eminence. Whenever you cast another vampire spell, if Edgar Markov is in the commander zone or command zone or on the battlefield, create a 1-1 black vampire creature token. Has first strike haste. It is a 4-4. Whenever Edgar Markov attacks, put a 1-1 counter on each vampire you control. So this is pretty damn good for a vampire tribal commander this hands down all the way being able to create another creature token even when it's in the command zone yes please give it to me very much so all right so moving on we've got the next one which is going to be lycia sanguine tribune sanguine sanguinine Tribune, another legendary creature, Vampire Soldier. It costs five colorless and the Mardu colors, red, white, and black. Lycia Sanguine. I know I'm pronouncing the hell out of that wrong. Sanguinine san, Sanguine? Sanguine? Sanguine. Tribune costs one less to cast for each one life you gain this turn. As first strike, lifelink, pay five life. Put three 1-1 one, one counters on Lycia. Activate this ability only on your turn and only once each turn. Damn, that's pretty insane. Um, and you pay the five life, put three 1-1 one, one counters. Um, I don't, I don't know if that would definitely make it as my main commander for the vampire deck. It may definitely be one that would fit the 99 possibly uh, it is a 4-4 and i'm sure there's probably some combo or infinite life gain or something like that to be able to be used here but it's definitely interesting and i am interested in seeing you, you know what comes out of that here out of the community uh next we have mathis fiend seeker mathis fiend seeker is just a straight up legendary creature vampire that just costs Mardu, red, white, black. That's it. It's a 3-3 with Menace. 
At the beginning of your end step, put a bounty counter on target creature and opponent controls. For as long as that creature has a bounty counter on it, it has, when this creature dies, each opponent draws a card and gains two life. So, that that that's pretty cool. So, your opponent has, you know, a creature, even just a crappy 1-1. You put a bounty counter on it and you kill that creature. Boom, everybody draws a card and gains two life. So that's that's just awesome right there um could definitely probably make it as a commander for me personally here in this deck and um excited to see where that goes as well too very interesting um you know I, i'm always interested in cards that have you know sort of interesting design like that uh next we have kindred boon which costs two colorless and two white enchantment as kindred boon as kindred boon enters the battlefield choose a creature type and you can pay one in a green or one in a white put a divinity counter on target creature you control of the chosen type each creature you control with a divinity counter on it has indestructible so that's not too bad. So if you put a divinity counter on target creature you control of the chosen type, each creature you control divinity counter on it has indestructible. So that would be good for, you know, protecting your lords or your other big creatures that in your tribe that do something, you know, that really benefits the whole board. So that's not a bad card. Um, it may not fit every single tribal deck but it's definitely worth looking into to see if it fits yours um, i'm definitely interested in trying that out i'm not sure what deck right now i mean i could probably look at my rise the redeem deck for that and try to protect you know some of the important elves but you know well, what do you guys think what do you think it would protect for you uh, next we've got tefiri's protection which costs two colorless and a white it's an instant until your next turn, your life total can't change and you have protection from everything. All permanents you control phase out. Exile to fear's protection. So you've got someone going to do 100 damage your way or blow up your board or whatever. Boom. Phasing has returned. When was the last time phasing was even in the game? Phasing... God, I think I looked this up the other day too because when I saw this card first spoiled my first thought was when the hell did phasing even you know last was seen I think it was 2004 2005 so it's been a long time since we've seen phasing and it, it's always been a cool effect I mean not every single card that has had phasing was always good but it was a neat effect and they're changing the rules for when commander 2017 comes out i did hear that your tokens are going to be able to come back to the battlefield as well too if they're phased out which that is a huge plus for me personally especially if i put this in a token deck huge huge plus you always want to try to protect those tokens so definitely like this card this is definitely an oh shit save my ass type card and i'm glad to see it all right, next, we've got Kiru Mind Eater. Kiru Mind Eater is two colorless and a black creature vampire with menace. It's a 1-3. Whenever Kiru Mind Eater deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles a card from his or her hand face down. You may look at and play cards exiled with Kiru Mind Eater. So that is just a way to say fuck you to your opponent and take, take one of their shits. I'll take one of their shit and then play play that card, which that is awesome. I 
wholeheartedly support that in a vampire tribal deck. Hell yes. Um, next, we've got New Blood. I really like the art of New Blood. It's it's kind of nice. It's got a lady behind this guy. I guess the lady's a vampire and probably... Um, oh, it's Olivia that's behind him. Okay. And um, so it's two colorless and two black sorcery. As an additional cost to cast New Blood, tap and untap vampire you control. Gain control of target creature. Change the text of that creature by replacing all instances of one creature type with vampire. So... Black gets a game control target creature card. Yeah, that's awesome. Sign me up for that. That's probably... Yeah, I could see that making my 99 for a vampire deck. And um, yeah, definitely, definitely good. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, next we got Patron of the Vein. Patron of the Vein is a four colorless, two black vampire shaman. It has flying. It's a 4-4. When Patron of the Vein enters the battlefield, destroy target creature and opponent controls. Whenever creature and opponent controls dies, exile it and put a 1-1 counter on each vampire you control. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. All I can say is yes. Yes. It's going in the 99. That is fucking amazing. For Commander, yes. Yes, please. That's all I gotta say. Bloodsworn Steward is next. Uh, it is two colorless, two red creature, vampire, knight, flying. Commander creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and have haste. It's a four, four. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, that would probably definitely make my um 99. I'd keep that in the pre-con. Hell yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with that at all, especially getting your commander to have haste. You'd have Edgar Markov be a six, six when it comes out. Yes, please. That is awesome. I don't have anything bad to say about that. Disrupt, decorium is next here it's two colorless two red sorcery goad all creatures you don't control so goad if you don't remember until your next turn those creatures attack each combat if able and attack a player other than you if able so that's not bad i mean not that's pretty good for almost any kind of red deck i would probably really consider thinking about putting that in my Krenko deck, my Goblins deck, just to where, hey, don't focus on me or anything. Go go look at the other guys here. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're bad. They're bad. Don't don't attack me. You know, and I love the um I love the flavor text of this. It says dinner and politics don't mix. And it shows a bunch of people look like they're having dinner at a restaurant or something and everybody's fighting and, you know, choking each other out. Yeah, I mean, definitely does not mix at all. Um, really like that card. So that's disrupt. Next is Kindred Charge. Kindred Charge is four colorless, two red sorcery. Choose a creature type. For each creature you control of the chosen type, create a token that's a copy of that creature. Those tokens gain haste. Exile them at the beginning of the next end step. For each creature you control, create a holy shit. So you choose a creature type, okay, vampires, for instance. For each creature you control the chosen type, create a token that's a copy of that creature. Those tokens. Whoa. Okay. That's insane. Fuck vampires. This is going on my goblin deck, Cranko, right here. And even in the flavor text, it says, for goblins, quantity is quality. Oh, my God. Because, all right, I know George. George, my buddy George. His son plays Cranko. That's his favorite commander deck. And uh, it's not... It's not unnormal or not irregular for him to 
be able to get out 20, 30 goblins if someone doesn't, you know, get a board wipe because that's Cranko. That's what he does. Playing this and then you get, oh, hey, look, it's now 60 and I'm going to go swing. Um, yeah, <laughs> that is insane. Um, really good. Really like that card. Yeah, that that's almost like a must have and almost kind of tribal deck that's running red. Uh, next, we've got Curse of Vitality. Curse of Vitality is two colorless and a white enchantment or a curse. Enchant player, whenever enchanted player is attacked, you gain two life. Each opponent attacking that player does the same. So, not too bad. I mean, the, the downside is your opponents will gain life as well, too. But, you know, I mean, if you feel like screwing someone over and if life gain is important for your deck, this is something definitely to consider thinking about here. Um... Next, we've got Bloodline Necromancer. Bloodline Necromancer is a four colorless black vampire wizard. Also, it could also go in the wizard deck as well, too. It uh, has lifelink. When Bloodline Necromancer enters the battlefield, you may return target vampire or wizard creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a vampire wizard. This is almost a must-have for any vampire or wizard tribal deck. It can go in either pre-con. That's a win-win for me. Next, we have Curse of Disturbance. And that is a two-colorless and a black enchantment or a curse. Enchant player, whenever enchanted player is attacked, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. Each opponent attacking that player does the same. So... Once again, I mean, this is zombie tribal through and through. With my zombie tribal deck, this is a must. I mean, not really a must, but it's definitely something to seriously consider. That's for sure. Um, Next, we have... Is this one that I already talked about? Um, Yeah, Heirloom Blade I already talked about in Path of Ancestry. Something I already talked about, right? Because Path of Ancestry is the one line. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that is it for the vampire deck as far as all the new cards go. As far as the deck itself, um, definitely excited about playing. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited, period, about all these cards, and I can't wait to get my hands on them. I don't know about you guys. So let's move on to the dragon deck. All right, the dragon deck. We have already talked about some of these cards in episodes past when they were originally leaked. But you know what? Since this is focusing all on Commander 2017, let's bring them up again because some of these cards are just so badass here. All right, the Ur Dragon, which is the, you know, the card of the dragon deck. It costs four colorless and Wooberg, which is white, blue, black, red, green. It has eminence. It's a dragon avatar 10-10. So it costs nine mana to play. You're getting a 10-10. Eh, not too bad. I mean, still nine mana is a lot though. And it's all five colors. So eminence, as long as the Ur dragon is in the command zone or on the battlefield, other dragon spells you cast cost one less to cast. Um... I have nothing bad to say about that. That's awesome. So all your dragon spells automatically cost one less. Amazing. <laughs> Almost OP in a sense. Has flying. Whenever one or more dragons you control attack, draw that many cards. Then you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. That's that's just insane. You know, you, you'd want to ramp up to be able to get this mana. Um, it is kind of sad that this doesn't come with... Um, Shit, that one artifact. Why am I forgetting the name where it changes? You know, you can tap any land for any color. Oh my god. 
is going to drive me crazy now because I have this artifact in like so many decks. Um, yeah, I, I know this doesn't make for good radio, but I got to look up the name of this card now because it's going to drive me crazy that I can't remember the name of it. And why can't I remember the name of it? Chromatic Lantern. Oh my God. I can't believe I forgot that name. Um, I know it got reprinted last year, but I'm really surprised that we didn't see Chromatic Lantern again in any of this year's decks because especially the Dragon deck, that would be perfect for Chromatic Lantern, but sadly it's not in it. But um, yeah, is that, as far as that being your star commander, insanity. Um, I, I'm definitely rebuilding my Dragon deck and because I did have a dragon deck at one point was just, you know, Scion the Ur-Dragon had all the dragons. But um, just the Ur-Dragon, oh yeah, definitely, definitely rebuilding it. All right, next we've got Okagachi Vengeful Kami, which costs one colorless Wooberg, which is white, blue, black, red, green. Uh, dragon Spirit 6-6, six, six, Flying Trample. Whenever Okagaji deals combat damage to a player, if that player attacked you during his or her last turn, exile target non-land permanent that player controls. Um, definitely worth having in your 99. I don't know if it, if it should be your main commander card, but it definitely could be. And definitely not bad at all. I'm, I'm not, you know, mad about that card. Next, we've got Ramos Dragon Engine, which costs six colorless. It's a legendary artifact creature dragon, so it can be your commander. It costs four, four. Has flying. Whenever you cast a spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ramos Dragon Engine for each of that spell's colors. Remove five one, one counters from Ramos and add two white, two blue, two black, two, gre two red, two green to your mana pool. Activate this ability only once each turn. So, you know, that's... It's not too bad. Um, it could probably make for some interesting decks. I, I'm interested to see, you know, how people build this as their commander and, you know, see if it's because it definitely does seem to be a sort of build around card. You know, you want to get them out as quickly as possible and then just start casting spells. And uh, I don't know. So you just get more mana. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that. So kind of interested to see where that goes here. Uh, next, we've got Fortunate Few. It's three colorless, two white. Sorcery, choose a non-land permanent you don't control. Then each other player chooses a non-land permanent he or she doesn't control that hasn't been chosen this way. Destroy all other non-land permanents. Is it over? So that's a perfect political card. Um, I can see a lot. I can see this card making a lot of people in Commander Salty. And we all know the Salty people are the best. You know, because that's, that's always fun to play with. Not really. Um, next, we've got Scale Lord Reckoner. Scale Lord Reckoner is a three colorless, two white dragon, four, four flying. Whenever a dragon you control becomes a target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, destroy target, not land permanent, that player controls. Not bad, good, straight to the point. So, you know, it's sort of like a Thunderbreak region effect, but instead of it bolting you, you destroy target, not land permanent. I like it. I like it. Don't have much else to say about it. Uh, next, we've got kindred discovery so this definitely seems to be a theme here for all five colors <laughs> um <laughs> sorry for laughing we just got a new cat and it's crawling all over my feet 
and it's tickling me. So I'm trying not to bust out laughing here as it attacks my leg, thinking it's, you know, some evil creature or something like that. Uh, so Kindred Discovery is three colorless, two blue enchantment. As Kindred Discovery enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever a creature type you, or whenever a creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks, draw a card. Um, yes, this would go perfect in the wizard deck since it is blue. I mean, a merfolk tribal deck, why not? You know, hell, do it. Um, definitely like it. I mean, it is blue, so it kind of limits your options with the type of tribes it can support. But, you know, go for it. I mean, heck, it, it could even be slivers if you want it to be. Um, it's not a bad card at all. Uh, next is Boneyard Scourge. Boneyard Scourge is two colorless, two black zombie dragon. Whenever it has, it's a 4-3 flying. Whenever a dragon you control dies while Boneyard Scourge is in your graveyard, you may pay one and a black. If you do, return Boneyard Scourge from your graveyard to the battlefield. Not too bad. I mean, not the greatest card. I don't know if it would make my 99 cut for dragons, but, you know, if I'm running zombies and I don't have anything else, this could be a perfectly acceptable card. I mean, not the greatest. I'm, I'm not excited about it. You know, but it's not bad. Uh, next, we have Territorial Hellkite, which is two colorless and two red dragon, 6-5 with flying haste. Um, at the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent at random that Territorial Hellkite didn't attack during your last combat. Territorial Hellkite attacks that player this combat if able. If you can't choose an opponent this way, tap Territorial Hellkite. So... A 6-5 for 4, and yeah, there is a little bit of a downside to it. As long as you're, it's not in 1v1, this is a perfect multiplayer card. I mean, even in 1v1, it's sort of like Exert, in a sense. You're going to attack, do the damage, and then your next turn, you can attack, and then the turn after that. So it's basically Exert, in, in a sense, if you're thing it that way for 1v1. So I like it. I like it a lot. Um, this next card... I've seen some crazy ass combos being thrown around and I like it. I like it a lot. Fractured identity, three colorless white and blue. It's a sorcery exile target, non-land permanent. Each player other than its controller creates a token. That's a copy of it. All right. So I'm sure this has already all gone around the internet, but say you're playing Esper and you manage to get, Oh shoot. Hold on. I've, let me get you managed to get phage the untouchable out on your field and you're like well you know i can't really do much with it um you know and you want to just screw everybody over and win the game quickly cast fractured identity targeting your phage the untouchable because in case you don't know what phage the untouchable says the first part of the card says when phage the untouchable enters the battlefield if you didn't cast it from your hand you lose the game so a yeah so all your opponents automatically lose the game um another funny one was which one okay so you have steel golem out on your field and then you cast fractured identity and so then all your other opponents can't play creature spells obviously i mean it's pretty easy to kill you know an artifact creature but it's still funny and i'm sure people are going to come up with um really other funny screw you type cards um there's that 
Oh, God, what's the name of that card? Where you can't play lands, it's an enchantment. Uh, came out in M15, and, you know, there's that card. You could do that as well. So th th this is going to be a fun card to see, and I'm excited to see more of it. Um, next, we have Taigen Ojitai Master. Now, I know I've talked about him before. Two colorless, white and blue. Uh, legendary creature, human monk. Instant sorcery and dragon spells you control can't be countered by spells or abilities. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, if Taigim Ojitai Master attacked this turn, that spell gains rebound. So not bad. I mean, just even for its first part, I would make it, you know, my commander where, you know, your instant and sorcery spells can't be countered. That That's just freaking awesome. Yeah, definitely would make him my... Uh, commander if I wanted to. Next, we've got Wasatori Nakuru Queen, which is a legendary creature, Cat Dragon. Uh, two colorless, black, red, green, Jund colors. It is a cat dragon, just like the cat dragon that's chewing at my leg right now. Um, flying Trample, it's a 5-4. <laughs> Babe, this cat. It's too much. She's attacking my leg. <laughs> I'm not even doing anything. Um, whenever Wasatori Nekuru Queen deals combat damage to a player, that player sacks a creature. If the player can't, you create a 3-3 three, three black, red, black, red, and green cat dragon creature token with flying. So, hell, even this could be a good commander. I mean, Jund, the colors of Jund for dragons, it's still pretty good. Even just Jund colors themselves for a commander, still pretty good. Um, like that card. So next we've got Curse of Verbosity, which is two colorless and a blue enchantment or a curse enchant player. Whenever enchanted player is attacked, draw a card. Each opponent attacking that player does the same. What's more to say? I like it. You draw a card. Everybody draws a card. Everybody gets cards. Um, next we have curse of opulence which costs just one red enchantment or a curse enchant player whenever enchanted players attack create a colorless artifact token named gold it has sacrifice this artifact add one mana of any color to your mana pool each opponent attacking that player does the same so yeah i, I like it i like it uh next we have i think i already talked about this card isn't it in another um yeah, Curse of Bounty. So I've already talked about that one. That was in the cat deck. So it's in this one too. So are these cards also in the other one? Did I already talk about this one? Yeah, Herald's Horn. Yeah, I talked about Herald's Horn, Path of Ancestry. Uh, what about Mirror of the Forebears? I don't think I talked about that one yet, did I? No. So, Mirror of the Forebears, which is two colorless artifact. As Mirror of the Forebears enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. You pay one until end of turn, Mirror of the Forebears becomes a copy of target creature control the chosen type, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. Oh. Mirror of the becomes a t copy of target creature you control the chosen type. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, I mean, you could just choose another opponent's creature type and boom. Oh, wait, oh no, it's a target creature you control. Never mind. All right, eh, it's not as good as I thought it would be. Um, 
So that is all the new cards for the vamp or the dragon deck. Um, as far as the dragon deck, I think I'm most excited about the dragon deck. Honestly, it's uh, that in the cat deck. Super excited because I know my wife Elizabeth is going to want to play the cat deck, right? And I get complete and t utter total silence from her because uh, she doesn't listen to me. So anyways, let's move on to the final wizards deck. All right. Last, uh, but certainly not least, we have Anala. Is it, uh, it Anala? No, it's Anala. Archmage Ritualist which is two colorless in Grixis colors, uh, blue, black, red. A human wizard has eminence. Whenever, an, whenever another non-token wizard enters the battlefield under your control, if Anala Archmage Ritualist is in the command zone or on the battlefield, you may pay one, one colorless. If you do create a token that's a copy of that wizard, that token gains haste, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. Tap five untapped wizards you control. Target player loses seven life. As far as a Grixis commander goes, I like that a lot. That That's pretty damn cool. I mean, obviously, you're only going to basically be running wizards in the deck, but it's pretty exciting. I like the tap five untapped wizards you control. Um, and you could probably think of ways to, you know, make it go infinite with what mind over matter and, you know, just discarding shit because, you know, why not? Um... So, some of the other new cards here. Next, we have Kess Dissident Mage. Kess Dissident Mage is one colorless blue, black, red. Human Wizard, 3-4 with flying. During each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. If a card cast this way would be put onto your into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. So, basically, it's like a permanent Snapcaster Mage out on the field where... I mean, it's not a permanent Snapcaster Mage, but it has the permanent Snapcaster effect, static effect of it, to where, you know, as long as it stays out on the field, you've got your Snapcaster effect. I would almost want to choose this as my commander rather than Anala. This is more exciting to me personally. Uh, next, we have... I'm going to butcher. How do you say this? M Marcel, Marcel the Pretender, one colorless blue, black, red. Human Wizard 4-4. When Marcel the Pretender enters the battlefield, you may exile an artifact or creature card from your hand or graveyard and put a cage counter on it. Marcel the Pretender has all activated abilities of all cards you own in exile with cage counters on them. You may activate each of those abilities only once each turn. So oh, it's kind of like a weird experiment crage kind of commander in a sense. I, this is the kind of card that I'd be interested in seeing how it gets built because it's sort of like a weird experiment crage type commander but slightly different i mean you may ex you'd have to keep making it exit the battlefield and go back in um so you'd have to have bounce spells so it, it would it would just be interesting to see I, I i'm this is one that i need to look out for and check and see how it gets built when we see when we um get the commanders out next we have Galecaster colossus it costs five colorless and two blue it's a giant wizard five six tap and untap wizard you control return target online permanent you don't control to its owner's hand <clears throat> not too excited about it i mean yeah it's a cool bounce effect but it seems 
too expensive, honestly. I mean, yeah, it is a static ability, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, definitely worth checking out, but you know, I'm, I'm not that crazy about it, honestly. Um, next we've got Magus of the Mind, which is four colorless, two blue human wizard. It's a four or five. You pay a blue, you tap it, sacrifice Magus of the Mind, shuffle your library, then exile the top X cards where X is one plus the number of spells cast this turn. Until end of turn, you may play cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. So, I mean, you need a shit ton of mana for that. You know, this would almost... No, because I was thinking of Kurfix, but no, Kurfix doesn't play a lot of spells in a single turn. Um, yeah, this would have to be more like an Is It Spells type EDH deck, maybe. But even then, I don't know. It seems interesting. It's a cool effect, but I don't know how useful it's going to be in the long run, you know? Um, Portal Mage, which is two colorless and a blue, Human Wizard 2-2 with Flash. When Portal Mage enters the battlefield during the Declare Attacker step, you may reselect which player or Planeswalker target attacking creature is attacking. So it's only target attacking creature. It's not all creatures. Just remember that. Um, so, I mean, this could be a good card to save your one, one Planeswalker's butt if it's attacking you or you want to save a buddy, you know, for political reasons. So... It's pretty interesting card. I, I like it. it. It's interesting. I, I, I like what it's doing here. Um, Kindred Dominance, which is the black one. Five colorless, two black. Choose a creature type. Destroy all creatures that aren't of the chosen type. So it's sort of like a crux of fate, but you get to choose which creature type it is. I like it. Th this could go in a lot of tribal decks running black. You know, vampires, wizards, dragons. I mean, fuck any a lot of stuff it's awesome i like it all right next we've got vindictive lich which is three colorless and a black zombie wizard for one when vindictive lich dies choose one or more each mode must target a different player target opponent sacks a creature target opponent discards two cards target opponent loses five life i like it i like it a lot so i mean if you have a sack outlet boom you know, do this, bring it back, sack it again. I I like it. So, definitely a cool card. Definitely going on like a zombie deck for sure. I mean, oh my mono black zombies that I'm slowly making. It's it's going in it. Uh, next we've got is it chemister, which is two colorless and a red goblin wizard one three has haste. Pay a red tap exile target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Pay one and a red tap sack is it chemistry chemister cast any number of cards exiled with is it chemister without paying their mana costs so i mean hey if you got a lot of good draw spells you know hell do it i mean i'm not too excited about it but it, it's it's a pretty cool effect it co it'll cost a lot of mana and it'll take time for you to get a good number of cards you know for this to be worthy or like some really good draw effects but other than that i i like it i mean i'm not sure if i would exactly play it right away but you never know. Uh, shifting Shadow. I don't, I don't know. I almost said Shitting Shadow. Uh, two colorless and a red enchantment aura. Enchant creature. 
Enchanted creature has haste, and at the beginning of your upkeep, destroy this creature. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield and attach Shifting Shadow to it. Then put all other cards revealed this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. Um, I don't know if I really like this. I mean, I really do like the art. It shows a lizard and then it has a shadow of a dragon. Um, it could be interesting. It could be good for like a an aggressive deck, but not not too thrilled about it. It's not one of those, oh my gosh, I gotta play this type card. You know what I mean? Alright, so next we have Tygum Sidisi's Hand. So in the dragon deck, we had Tygum Ojatai Master, and then Tygum Sidisi's Hand. Is this before the dragons? Is this before the time warp, I guess? Um, Tygum Sidisi's Hand, which is three colorless, white and black, legendary creature human wizard. Skip your draw step. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Pay a black and tap it. Exile X cards from your graveyard. Target creature gets negative X, negative X until end of turn. Uh, it's definitely got an interesting, you know, skip your draw step type thing. Would it be the best build around commander for it? I mean, it's not bad for if you want to go digging for that, you know, I win card. It's interesting. It's an interesting card. Um, It's it's one of those once again as i've said many times throughout the cast it's i'm interested to see what other people do with it for sure um next we have wait we went over that one already uh curse of verbosity bloodline necromancy yeah, curse of disturbance yeah so okay that so that was the last um new card actually tygum sidisi's hand so as far as the Wizards deck in general, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, let's be honest. I'm excited about all the commanders or all the the new cards. And I'm excited about all the decks, even the old cards. Um, it's got some really great reprints. At least some reprints that I think are great. Like Marai... Fuck on. Marai's Wake. Um, it's got a whole bunch of dragon reprints. I mean, that's just freaking awesome. So... Am I going to be getting the Commander 2017 decks? Yes, they're already on pre-order. Hopefully, I mean, they come out soon, I think. And I just can't wait to get my set. So let's move on. I, I know we're not going into any D&D today. This is a pure magic show because I I was so excited about talking about Commander. And um, I promise I'll have some D&D for next week. And but still magic, of course, because, I mean, obviously this is magic with Zuby. So... All right, let's get on to the Q&A. From Mark at Life Begins at 20, really great YouTube channel. If there was one thing you could have done when you were younger to get into anything from a hobby to a potential job career, what would it be and why? So one of the sports that I don't really regret, regret quitting, but I do always wonder what would have happened if I kept going on because I felt I was pretty decent at it. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't one of those, you know, one hit wonders, you know, definitely could have made it to the majors, but I, so I played a lot of baseball as a kid and I loved it. I still love baseball. Um, and I quit it and then joined up martial arts, which I've talked about before and, you know, went and did that for a long time. So I always wonder what it would be like if I hadn't stopped baseball because I would have played it in high school and possibly even gone to college for it as well too so 
I always kind of wonder what that would have been like. Um, so from Laz at Kitchen Table Magic Forums, um, ask me since today, as I'm recording this, today is my birthday. So, and he asked, Beth, best birthday present I've ever gotten. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure as a kid, I got some really cool things. I know I got video games and, you know, PlayStation systems and all that. Um, recently the best birthday present I've gotten is my new cat. She is an orange kitty and her name is Arya Stark. Yeah, I know a really original, but you know, we have two other cats named Katniss and Primrose from the hunger games. And I told my wife and I told her you got to name the kids and you got to name the two cats. Let me have something in my life. I need this. So I got, I decided on Arya Stark. I almost wanted to do Eowyn or Arwen from Lord of the Rings, but she didn't look like an Eowyn or Arwen or even a Galadriel. No, she looked like an Arya, a little mean, tough fighter. Uh, from Manticore, how do you deal with salty losers in Magic? So if you've played Magic at FNM or any kind of sanctioned event, you know you have come across the salty losers. And I, too, have been a salty loser as well. It's... It, it, it's really a mindset and, you know, and how you deal with the salty losers is it really depends. Like if they're escalating the situation, you either call a judge and, you know, just deescalate as best you can. But if when I deal with, you know, typical salty losers, I just be like, hey, good game and sign the sheet and hand it up and be like, all right, peace out. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then you always get salty, like, oh, well, you know my next card I would have won. It's like, well, you didn't. Oh, well. And it's just part of the game. And you just need to realize you're not always going to win. And it's really, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've gone over episodes with that before, you know, getting your mindset correct, but yeah, Hey, it happens. Um, from the Chris, if you could collect one complete set of magic, what would it be? And completing sets, I'm assuming, talking about expansions or blocks um i mean obviously a lot of the you know easy answer is the alpha set so if but and honestly it would probably be urza saga and then that leads into the next question from super secret tech mtg what magic set did you start with and that was urza saga and that was my very first magic set and it brings back a lot of memories like seeing any of the cards even commons uncommons anything just brings back a lot of nostalgia for me and that is one set that i would love to complete and you know i probably should one day but eh, i'll get to it so that has been this week's episode of magic with zuby um if you want to reach out to me you want to ask more questions for the q a um, you want to hear your answers heard live on air, which is not really live. It's recorded, but you want to hear me answer them. Send them my way on Twitter at Magic Wazubi or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Magic Or you can reach me on email from mtgzubi at gmail.com. Uh, Magic Wazubi can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio uh, on Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com podcast radio network every Tuesday at 9:30 at night and you know what if you guys can do me a favor if you can go and leave a review on iTunes or on Google Play anything you know subscribe and review tell your friends about this show um you know i i love 
any listeners that I have and really appreciate everything or appreciate everyone that, you know, has stuck by and listen. It, it's greatly appreciated. I feel like I don't say it enough. And, um, you know, I, I love doing this show. There are some weeks where I definitely dread it because it's like, Oh man, I don't have time to do it, but you know, I'll find, I'll find a way to make time for you guys. Cause I enjoy doing this so much. And yeah, so that's my shtick there and have a great night, everybody. All right.